Fabian, I'm holding a little um, mm -hmm. chart here from 1959, mm -hmm. and one of the researchers on the, on the uh, CBC looked this up. In 1959, Frankie Avalon had the number two song, Why. Uh -huh. um, I'm skipping that. Bobby Rydell had number eight, We Got Love. Uh, Fabian had Hound Dog Man at number 10, and you had another one, Friendly World, at number 12. All three of you were on the charts the same week in 1959. We're still sticking together. <laughs> yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, I don't know whether you or Bobby said on stage that um, you were all friends, you grew up in the same area in Philadelphia. It must, there must be a special relationship with all three of you. Well, yeah, and Frank and I were on the same record label. Chancellor. Right? Yeah, we had the same manager at one point, and uh, so we, we have a great history together. But what, what was the scene like that? Was it really American Bandstand that was the catalyst that brought all of this together, or what, in Philadelphia? Musically, of course. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, th those, that was uh, the days of the independent labels, you know, and it was great, a lot of excitement. Everybody was singing on the uh, corner and doorstep and things like that, uh, just like Brooklyn and places like that. Philly was no different. The only thing we had that was different, that if you had a record, you had a shot of doing the Dick Clark show because you were right in town. Did you ever go down uh, prior to uh, making it on your own and sit in the audience or dance or anything prior to uh, becoming a star? No, I was working. I was a delivery boy and I was only 14 years old. 14 and a half is when I got involved. And, uh, but I always watched it. And, uh, Didn't we all? Yeah. Actually, before Dick Clark, there was a, a man that had... Uh, oh, Bob Horn, yeah. Yeah, Bob Horn. Sure. And, uh, he'd, he'd left the show. And then I guess Dick Clark, uh, with his unbelievable ability to... Across all the barriers, took it took it nationally with ABC. Well, yeah, it was as you know, it was real local there for just Philadelphia, and then it went uh, the Beach Nut Saturday Night Show, mm -hmm. and that was national time, rocking first MTV. <laughs> How did you feel, a kid that had been delivering, and all of a sudden overnight, you're an international star, a recording star, and a, and a young man, a, a young kid? I was 15, yeah. Well. You know, Bobby and Frankie and a lot of people have their own story. Mine was a situation where my father was very ill. And I, when I was asked to get into the business, I said, look, I'm not really into it, interested, blah, blah, blah. Can I make some money? So my father couldn't work. So he said, I think so. And single artists of a certain look were making it at that time. I didn't know anything about that. They did. Yeah. And that's when I recorded my first song. and. And I had two bombs, and then I did I'm a Man, which hit the charts, and then turned me loose. And to answer your question, it was, I was doing it for another reason. I appreciated all the adulation and the screams, and it was wonderful, don't get me wrong. My purpose was to support the family. From, uh, from all of that excitement in Philadelphia, and then uh, going on the road, I had met Frankie Avalon, as you know, uh, in 57, but did you go on the road too in those tours that just about killed you or what? Sure, I did 90 one-nighters in a row, maybe twice a year, uh, 45 one-nighters. I did all of them. Uh, Dick Clark's Caravan of Stars, Erfeld, who was Paul Anka's manager at one time. I did his shows. Uh, I did a lot of Caravan of Stars kind of thing. That's right. That's where I met Frankie, <clears throat> the one that uh, came here in 1957. Uh, was an Erfeld show. Uh, there you go. And he had, uh, people don't know, he owned Ringling Brothers and the family still does. Yes. Right. Yeah. Irvin just passed away yeah. a couple of years ago. But that must get you down. That, that The road is not fun, is it really? Or was it fun with all your gang? Uh, well, it's better now. Okay. We fly. <laughs> we, we laugh a lot. 
you know, this is like a big reunion for us. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we, the people have been very nice to us. We're like we all kind of survived together. And there's a nice camaraderie with our audiences and us, which is uh, really kind of special. Yeah. So that makes it, you know, the only work is getting to the job. It's never the job. But touring is easier now. I mean, when we do a month in a row, it's hard. And we have our tour bus and all that. But uh, it's all, and this really sounds corny, but I really mean it. it it's kind of worth it. Yeah. It really is kind of, it's worth it. Don't you feel like I sat out there and watched part of your show? What you people are on stage, you are friends, as you've just uh, depicted. Yeah. Uh, don't you think that that audience feeds that back and feels it too, and therefore they give you that, that love? No question about it, but it, it's, it, it's also what we, we represent to them, uh, who they dance with on a certain song, or how they were feeling you know, when they were doing the twist, say. And, uh, you know, Benny Goodman, God bless him, he had all his, and we have ours also. Very loyal, loyal people. You know, movies. I always thought that uh, Fabian, uh, w with your good looks and everything, would have had a big career in. Well, you're, you're a good-looking man. Did, you. That you'd have a big career in uh, in motion pictures. But uh, I can remember Hound Dog Man. I went to see that. Yeah. But what happened to that, Fabe? Well, I was under contract to 20th Century Fox for seven years. I was real lucky. I worked with John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, a couple yeah. of films, Bing Crosby. I did about 20 or 20 or 25 pictures and tons of TV. Why it didn't really take off the way I wanted it to is uh, nobody's fault, uh, not even mine, uh, I don't know, is that when you're Fabian, you're Fabian. Yeah. But now I don't know what that means, a good, better, and different. Uh, and it was hard to cast on a reality basis characters when certain people knew you so well as far as believability was concerned. So I think that was a problem, and I think it still is. TV is fine. Yes. Because yeah. we hope to do a series together. Fantastic. Yeah, and features, it's, well, it's difficult for the best anyway. Uh, but I have no regrets. I work with great people, made some good films too, some turkeys, which I laugh at now and have a good time with. But I've been lucky, I have no complaints. And this, uh, like you said, on the road now uh, is a reunion with, with your friends. That, that's that's got to be a wonderful thing uh, to go out and and earn money and have fun at the same time. Yeah, and also in the U.S., uh, prior to doing the Golden Boys of Bandstand, I did Fabian's Good Time Rock and Roll, which I produced. And just like you do here, Legends of Rock and Roll, we go out and I host the show and sing. And a lot of my friends are there. I mean, you know, Bobby V's coming shortly, and, yes. and uh, Freddie Cannon's coming shortly, and these are great, great people. And uh, I miss them. And maybe next year we'll get back together again. Maybe we'll do it together. Fabian, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Got legends? We do. RedRobinson.com.